This episode of Beyond the Bottom Line is brought to you by the Program on Entrepreneurship at the Yale School of Management, where we're educating students for business and society. So welcome to this week's edition of Beyond the Bottom Line. This week, we are so excited to have with us Annie Brown, who is the founder of Natural Annie's Essentials. Annie, welcome to Yale. Thank you so much for taking the time and for coming to the We at Yale breakfast this uh, morning. We'd love to hear a little bit about what you're doing, what the inspiration was for the brand. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, As you said, my name is Annie Brown, and I am the owner at Natural Annie Essentials, where we uh, create an all-natural line of soy candles and uh, bath and body products. The inspiration behind the brand uh, started back in 2014 after the birth of my first daughter, Tiffany. And Tiffany was born with spina bifida. And um, shortly after we came home from the hospital, her skin uh, was started to break out. So we, we needed some alternative to help to heal her skin. And that's when I turned to natural products, natural butters, essential oils, and um, we finally got some relief for her skin. So you grew up in Jamaica, moved to the U.S. when you were 18, came here, went to college. Yes. How was that background part of the inspiration for the brand that you've built? Um, So I grew up with my grandparents in the very rural parts of Jamaica. So a lot of what we used either around the house for medicine or or food was a lot of plants and herbs. So I had that background and some knowledge of, you know, what to use and when. And how that is kind of infused into my brands, I now use a lot of those natural products. And um, I also like for our branding, it's very vibrant. So it's, it's beautiful. Thank you. It's a lot of the the, the culture, the, the colors from Jamaica being very colorful that I, I love to incorporate into the branding. So 2014, you have your daughter, Tiffany. You're still working. Yes. So talk a little bit about that balance that you had or didn't have um, and when you decided to go fully into this. So with my daughter, I feel like there was, there was no balance being an entrepreneur, being a mom, uh, being a full-time employee. It's just a lot of, I like to call it juggling. So what's that? whatever is happening at that time, it happens until, you know, it, it falls off and then you kind of pick back up. But as time went by, um, I worked my corporate job for about uh, four years while I, I had Tiffany and doing the business on the side. And in 2018, I finally left my corporate job to focus fully on the business and uh, my family. So you've got this set at the time. You started with uh, essential oils and with some facial products. Can you talk a little bit about something that you discussed this morning about culling the product line or deciding when it was the right time to stop doing something and moving on to something else and how you continue to make that decision? So one of the um, essential oils, because our, all our facial, facial products are, assault, are scented with essential oils. And one of the oils that I'd used earlier on, even with my daughter, was lavender. And lavender is well known for being very relaxing, very soothing and calming. So that was definitely one of the oils I wanted to use on my facial products just because I wanted to transfer that energy into the product. And... Um, it happened to be the face butter, a moisturizing face butter that um, that we use the lavender for. 
And I find that a lot of customers are, are you know, have said to us, you, I do feel very relaxed or calm after using the butter. And it's super moisturizing too, so that's an added bonus. So you start with the face products and then you introduce candles. How far along? We actually only introduced candles about two years ago. So candle is still fairly new um, on a, in, our product, in our product lineup, but it has done so well that um, I think I told you guys this morning, it's now like 80, now accounts for 80% of our business. So, and that idea actually came after we, we did a market um, in, Brit- in Brooklyn and a number of customers, they were starting to ask, because the scents from the, the products were very pleasant. So they would ask if we had a candle to go with it. And at the time, we didn't. So on our ride back, my husband actually um, mentioned, you know, we should probably introduce candles into the line. I'm like, no, are you going to make these candles? Because <laughs> that's just added work to what, you know, all the things we were already doing. But... Um, for some reason, it excited me and we started looking into it on that very same ride back home. We started Googling and when we got home, we actually um, bought a, our first candle making kit to try it out um, on Amazon. So that came in and uh, we started playing around with the idea for the candle. And I'll be honest in saying the first couple of months, it, it was bad. It, it wasn't as fragrant as we wanted to. It wasn't as fragrant as we wanted to, um, and it wasn't burning as clean as we wanted to. So we had to. So we had to do a lot of testing, and through um, constant testing, um, I feel like now we're at a point where we we I, I love where we're at now with the candles. Yeah, they smell beautiful and they look beautiful. So. Thank Congrats. you. And Thank you also you. have this new line. So I, did you start with the floral line and then move to yes. thoughts? Mm-hmm. Tell us what some of those thoughts are. <laughs> <laughs> so the thoughts collection, we actually launched in August of this year. And it was just um, from working from home, being around a lot of entrepreneurs, um, moms, they we get these thoughts daily um, and the collection has five thoughts. So it's, I have no idea what I'm doing because I feel like at some point we all go through that phase, um, get shit done, which is a, a good inspiration to, you know, get up and good do Good reminder you, every day. <laughs> yeah, every day, do what you have to do. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, currently overthinking is also one, um, which is, I find personally, I overthink everything. And sometimes for me, it's just hilarious at the things that I would just try to figure out. It could be the simplest thing and I could just go on and on about it. Um, And the other one is I'm winning right now, but I don't know about later. (laughs) 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 And I feel like, especially being a mom, that is so true because one moment you feel like you've got it all together and then... In a flash, everything just goes south. So so the, the line is meant to be relatable and fun, but also inspirational. So we talked a little bit about this morning, uh, your pricing strategy or lack thereof initially. Can you talk a little bit about how you came up with the pricing for the products and how that evolved over the course of you being an entrepreneur? So initially when I started out, I really was just pricing 
I had no idea what a pricing strategy really was. I was just putting a price on something and I thought that was good enough and it was selling. Um, but of course, because they were priced so low. Um, but after growing, I, I kind of, I, a coach of mine actually, you know, sat me down and said, well, if you're going to do this as a business, you may just want to make a little bit of money at least. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we kind of went through, you know, what is a pricing strategy and how to price your products for growth. And another area I was branching into was wholesaling. And um, that's another way to, um, you know, boost your business for um, to grow your business easily or fast, a little faster than strictly retail. So um, wholesaling was actually the point that really pushed me to, to get it together when it came on to pricing. So... You now have product in 50 stores yes. with the goal of getting to 100 yes. for the next couple of months. Talk a little bit about how you got into that first store, what your strategy is to approach stores now, and what you see in the future. So I, I, I use Instagram as a starter for a lot of my stores, just because it's so much easier to to picture the stores, the aesthetics, and to see if we're a good fit. So once I kind of find a few, I tr then try to reach out to them via email because I found shop owners hate to be called. And I'm fine with that because I hate to be called also. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm um, finding them on Instagram and then emailing them to see if we're a good fit. And out of 20 emails, you may get one response. But out of that very first batch, we... I, I think it was about in that 20 range too, where one store actually got back to us and said yes. So out of all the no's you, you get, it's just that one yes that you need to kind of boost you to, to keep doing it. Let's talk about Instagram for just a minute because I think you have a beautiful Instagram account that is so colorful and vibrant and really speaks to the brand that you're trying to build. Can you talk about how that's led to other lead generation opportunities for you, like the opportunity with Maker's Mark? Looking at our Instagram today is totally different if you were supposed to look at it a few years back. I look at it as a, a resume for the brand where this is where you want to put your best foot forward because not only are you trying to to attract customers, but people will find you there too. And as you had mentioned, Maker's Mark, Maker's Mark found us on Instagram um, they loved what we were doing. They loved the aesthetics. They loved the packaging. And they reached out to us um, to do custom candles for them. Which is now when you're kind of looking at this landscape of opportunities for you, something that you're doing, you're doing more white label opportunities yes. for the candles, right? Yeah, so that has opened up doors for us to do a lot, of, lot more candle making for either other companies or for gifting purposes. So if... Um, Companies just want gifts. They could, you know, custom label their gifts or even candle makers who truly just doesn't, don't want to go through that whole process of learning the candle, you know, making experience. They, they'll also get those. Talk a little bit about worst day. We, we had some conversations about failure and the fact that failure is sometimes not discussed, but worst day and then best day that you've had so far? I've had a lot of worst days and I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs have a lot of worst days. I feel like I've cried more um, as an adult than <laughs> since I've become an entrepreneur. It's, it's, it's wild. 
But um, one of our most recent worst or worst weekends, uh, we did a show down in New York, a trade show in New York, and we came home with zero sales after investing about five grand into the show. And that was heartbreaking. I, I remember driving from New York to Connecticut every day I was crying. Um, I was emailing my my coach. I'm like, I'm going to go bankrupt. I'm emailing my husband. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> So that was that was really rough. But would I do that again? Absolutely. Because it's a part of the journey. It's a part of the bigger goal. And I would feel like to get there, you need to go through all these little steps. And that was actually one of the steps that as hard as it was, I I would I needed to go through it. And it it has now prepared me to do so much different and better for the next one. So best day. Best day. Um during the summer when we were working on that Maker's Mark um, candle product production, we I wanted to I wanted to do it so good that they they would come back or that it would attract others. So we um, I threw a little making party because I make all my all my products. We've converted the um, our garage to our making studio, so we converted. We threw a little maker's party. And um, it was just candle making all day. We had music. We had Maker's Mark drinks. Um, <laughs> Always a good way to incentivize free labor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. We had food. It was literally like a picnic and work at the same time. And we had it um, recorded. So we did a whole video production for it. So that was super cool. And that made me see that, you know, once we, this is somewhere I would like to work where it's not just work, but it's also fun. You can enjoy what you're doing with people around you that's also enjoying it. And um, and just to see the whole creative process come together was awesome. Well, I have one final question for you, which is a question that I ask everyone. Um, what book would you gift or recommend for this year? I would give them the book, um, The Entrepreneur's Startup Game Plan. And it's by Sharon Beeson. She's based down in, uh, I think, Brooklyn, New York. And it's a really easy guide, no BS to the point, um, giving you factual points that you, steps that you need to take to be an entrepreneur, things that you need to be doing. And it's great if you are just starting out and it's great if you're, you're mid-level or even at the top. So it's a great reference to have. So that's that would be my book. Awesome, Annie. Well, thank you again for coming to spend the morning with us and we look forward to having some of the candles in our office and also look forward to watching you and all of your success over the next couple of years. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me.